is David Martinez. I have no clue what I'm doing, but I know I'm listening to the David Bowers Awards on Block Talk Radio. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you once again, John Bon Jovial, and here we are with another hour of music merriment and all kinds of M-words. We've got a great show for you today. We have a return of our recurring Rockstar 101 feature. Thank you, David Martinez, for that opening. David will be joining us again later this month for his new release. He's going to do his new release exclusively on the David Bowers Awards. So the first place in the world you will hear it will be right here. So you'll be listening for that. In addition to that, David, who works very closely with Lady Lake Music for promotion and everything, the Lady of Lady Lake, Cindy Diadamo, will be joining us in just a few moments for Rockstar 101. So it's kind of like a family affair. But then, as we always say, once you're on our show, you're part of the family. And we thank you all for joining us. We've got a great new track for you. want you to listen to it right now. Our friends from over in merry old England join us with their brand new release called Fire. Here's Wild Horse. Show me how it 
a kick. We've been working with Wild Horse for several years now, and it's been a, a real gas to listen to them as they grow and mature as artists. Their fantastic success with their last two singles, Joyride and Bitter. This is the third track from their first album with Animal Farm Records in London. It's a song about smoking and drinking under the stars with, you know, that someone that you really kind of kind of get with. Well, it's a funky dance pop R&B banger. A uh, little sexual tension in there. Yeah, it's basically a song to help keep you up all night. John, how do you think? Do you think that would help keep you up all night? Well, I'll tell you what. These guys have come such a long way, and they've gotten so good. Not that they were bad before, but each time that we play a new record of theirs, it's just better and better and better. And, yeah, you know, going out, hanging out in the meadow, and doing some smoking and some drinking with the one you love, Sure. Now, the show, we're going to have to R-rate 25, 30 years off, off of my age, and, and, and I'd probably <laughs> be able to have the stamina to, to, to do something like that. To now, last. It would, would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I know the words to that song. I know it so well, and we are so glad uh, for the opportunity to work with Wild Horse. We're also glad for the opportunity to work with all of our guests, including the young lady who's going to be joining us in just a couple of moments after we shout out to our friends. We want to thank Titty Bingo, the fantastic rock band from Texas who backs up a lot of stars, including Willie. They have done our theme music right from the very beginning, Texas rock and roll, as only Titty Bingo can do it. Check them out online at tittybingo.com. Also, salute to Steve Litvak and all of our friends at Rochester Free Radio, where they air the David Bowers Awards Saturday at noon Eastern time. You can find them online at rochesterfreeradio.com. Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble follows the David Bowers Awards. And after that, Armin Spins. That's WRFZ FM 106 in Rochester, New York. Rochester Free Radio with... Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies, Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock. Rochester Free Radio, and we want to get moving right along here because we have a young lady, as I said, waiting to talk with us. We're bringing back another of our recurring episodes of Rockstar 101, and Cindy is an award-winning PR person, founder of the charity Umbrella, global ambassador of Light Up the Love, also the person who is in charge of Lady Lake Music and the survivor of Hurricane Ian. Who knows what else she does? Let's bring Cindy on in here. Come on in here, Cindy, and say hello. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me back. Oh, thank you for coming back. Always a joy to have you with us, and you always have such great insight. We're going to be talking, if I remember correctly, about what makes an artist or an indie project successful, and I know You've worked with so many artists and festivals and projects. We've uh, we've helped spread the word on a lot of them. You've been 16 years, it says. Come on, you haven't been doing it that long, have you? 16 years, it'll be 17, yes. Oh, my gosh, and we're we're just kids. We're getting ready to start our 10th year, but uh, you, you had been quoted as saying 16 years of everything from soup to nuts and heavy on the nuts, and uh, that probably explains why you hang with us every now and then. <laughs> well, well, you know, in the course of the years, as you guys will know from your show, you do experience everything from the very, very professional to maybe the not-so-professional and everything in between. Then 
for someone like me who now has gotten to the point where I can be a little bit more judicious about what I am choosing to do or not choosing to do, um, in the beginning I basically just helped on anything I was called out to do just to get my name out there. But now I'm a little bit more particular about where I put my energy because it's a lot of time and experience that I'm usually volunteering when it comes to a project. A lot of the indie festivals, as they start out, don't have budgets. A lot of the indie charity uh, ideas don't have budgets, and they need someone with know-how and someone with expertise to help them get the ball rolling, but certainly... I'm not going to choose to do that with someone who I would say would not use my time wisely if you get what I'm going for here. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Right. So, you know, through the years, I can't even tell you um, how many things I've started. One of the things I was on the very foreground of, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the long-running live and local program at the Six Flags parks that went – I guess it started in maybe 2007, around then. It actually started in New Jersey, and a friend of mine worked for the park in some capacity, and she was trying to get a little indie program started at her park only, and she asked me if I could help get enough acts to fill the whole summer. I think it was maybe once a week that they did this, and uh, we filled the summer, and her park was so impressed they sent it to the head of all the six flags and it was adopted by all the parks so you know that was a really big project for me to start out on something of that caliber that's just one example of you know something that i've done that you know started out really small and wound up really huge but it was a lot of time and a lot of energy and if my friend is listening it's patricia stevens hi thank you so much for the opportunity she's a lovely lady in new jersey a good friend of mine And you have definitely done the job, and I'm sure she would agree. We've worked with you now for a few years, too, so we've we've got... Do you know how long it's been? I don't know exactly. Probably 10 years, I'm thinking. It's got to be close, because this is... uh, We'll we'll be 10 years old the first of the year, so uh, you're probably just about right. And as I alluded to a little while ago, one of the things that we love about what we're doing is being able to work with these people we call our family and right. watch them grow and expand. And you have, well, you kind of passed the expansion thing. You just sort of exploded. You're, you're everywhere. You're, you're an amazing person from all that I see you do. And uh, John Bon Jovi, I uh, want to jump in here and say hi to Cindy. Well, yeah. Hey, Cindy. It is uh, kind of cool to talk to you. You know, Cindy and I, we don't live that far from each other. We maybe live about 20 miles apart. And I swear one of these days, you and I are going <laughs> to go out to lunch and we're going to actually meet face to face for the first time. Yeah, hopefully not on a canoe. Exactly. Exactly. But, wow. you know, I've been just thinking about what you guys are talking about with the longevity of our relationship And I do believe that you are right, because I think that you were one of our very first Rockstar 101 guests back in the day when we were doing this show just once a month, and it was a two-hour format. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I do believe that you were one of the very first Rockstar 101 guests. And, David, I don't know how you guys knew each other or, or where you hooked up, but it has been an absolutely wonderful relationship. I know that you guys, you have sent some incredible artists our way 
and uh, David Martinez, of course, being a really good example. I don't recall exactly how David and I, uh, David Bowers and I, knew each other. I was on, I started on MySpace actually, so I don't know if you guys go back it that far or you. It yeah, could be there. I, um, I think I still have a page I, on MySpace. <laughs> I probably still do myself. I did uh, book David Martinez on tour. Um, we put him on an East Coast all-acoustic tour from Florida to Boston mm-hmm. in 2013. I'm sure I hit you up for uh, a promotion there. Um, and then I started the Envision Coalition, which is basically a family affair of you know, like-minded friends who all shake a hand and help each other out. And and like you guys said, it has grown to be almost a family. And, um, you know, they say the cream rises to the top. So after all these years, the ones who are still in there, the ones who are still putting out the good work, the artists who are still putting out the records and going on the tours and doing the shows and the shows like yours that are going strong and I'm, you know, I'm out there with the kids. The kids are, are in it, you know, today, and I'm I'm no spring chicken, but I'm still keeping up with the kids. So, it's a it's an interesting, challenging, demanding business, and um, professionalism is uh, an attitude. Having a uh, having an attitude where you know this is work. It's fun. And it's a requisite. It's a requisite in this business. You've got to have the attitude. And I just did a quick check while you were talking, Cindy, and you were absolutely right. Our first work together was with David Martinez back in March of 2013. And, of course, David has been our uh, personal man in Austin for South by Southwest for several years, too. Uh, He wasn't able to make it during during COVID, of course. But I I think we have shown people that aren't familiar with you that you do, in fact, have basis of knowledge of what you speak. So I want to get right into give you a chance to talk about what it takes for an indie artist or project to be successful in 2023. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, though, that really kind of stays consistent. I mean, although the platforms may change and the opportunities are certainly changing and and as you know covid came in that kind of waylaid everything and did a lot of virtual stuff but i'll say the criteria is still the same as it was when i was an a and r in training when i very first started and some wonderful wonderful people are the ones that gave me all the tools that i have i befriended people in radio who showed me how to correctly submit an artist to their station and how to, if there were more than one show, you know, try to look for the appropriate person to send the appropriate music to and to make sure that you sent an introductory letter. And then when there's a, a club or venue opening, you know, to make sure that you address that in a professional way. And for an artist just starting, there are so many fish in the sea. Undoubtedly, you guys have covered how many artists in your 10 years? Probably you can't enumerate them. It's got to be so many. And the amount of people that I've not only worked with personally, but we did a a big Reverb Nation opportunity a few years back, and we worked with them for a while. And we had about 4,000 people a month coming in to that opportunity and you know, to review that degree of music and then music for festivals and music for opportunities. And I can't tell you how many artists I've listened to, but 
it's funny, it's not always the most talented person that does the best. You would think that that would be the case, right? You would think that, oh, wow, they're a great singer, they're a great talent, they're going to be fantastic. But then the other side of the business kicks in, which is where you have to be a live performer and you have to be able to translate what you can do in a studio to what you can do in front of an audience. If that's your forte, you also have to deal with, as a business person, all of the different venues and all of the different shows such as your own where, you know, there are requirements for every show, there are specifications for each opportunity, and it's super important that you take everyone on a professional level and an opportunity, there's no small or big opportunity because you don't know who's listening, you don't know who's watching, anything can turn into anything, and nothing travels faster than bad news in our industry. <laughs> Isn't that true? That is a flat-out fact. Yes, it is. John Bon Jovi, you look like you have a question. Well, I'm just kind of sitting here pondering the whole thing, and, you know, we've asked many people over the years, Cindy, about, you know, what does it take to be a success in the business? You know, I mean, it's not as generic a question, but also as valid a question as you can come across. And so... I'm going to ask you a question that I asked one of our other uh, rock star 101ers uh, here not too long ago. You get somebody that's got the desire. You get somebody that's got the drive. But they're just awful. Mm. I mean, oh, my God, they're awful. How do you tell them and still have them feel good about themselves that – Look, you don't have a future in this business. How do you do that? Okay, if it would be someone who would be coming to me as a musician and they would want me to listen to their music and I didn't find anything that I could do with it, maybe there's something else musically that they could do that wouldn't necessarily warrant them performing. Maybe they have another skill, talent, because if they are this driven and they are this motivated and they are this interested in the industry, maybe there's another direction I can point them to. Maybe they're a good songwriter but not a good singer. Maybe they'd be a good backup singer. Maybe they would be a good member of a band playing an instrument but maybe not singing. Or maybe they're a good singer but they're not good on their instrument. I think it would be depending on what the kind of the shortfall was, but I think there are certainly um, opportunities to organize artists, to put together nights of independent music, to put together uh, showcases in your town, to provide a a house concert, even a backyard concert um, atmosphere, and be the person who puts all those nights together. So there, there are other things to do than just be the center stage person. And, you know, People sometimes don't realize how many things that there are that you can do. Certainly, I don't perform, and I'm in the industry, and I would say I get as much enjoyment out of it as any of the performers, although I'm not on the stage. So, you know, there are lots of things to do, and I have heard some things that really I don't know why anybody, you know, went to a producer and and did these things, and, of course, some of them didn't go even as far as a producer, so... You know, I'm sure you guys have gotten those submissions yourselves. Oh, yes. That's part of why John asked you. (laughs) What, Cindy? uh, Haven't you, though, sometimes gotten?
gotten someone who maybe just was steered in the wrong direction. Maybe they needed an actual producer, you know, someone to listen, someone. I did find a group of guys a few years back that were a hip-hop band just started, and they were from somewhere very unexpected for uh, the hip-hop scene. And uh, they asked me, you know, what did I think they should do? Um, and I said, well, you know, I don't know if you guys are working or students. They seemed very young. I said, but if you have a summer off school, maybe you could go to your biggest town, you know, and get into some open mic type things where you didn't have to have a booking and, you know, get yourself some stage experience and listen to others uh, in your genre and see what they were sounding like. And it's a great way to make contacts. And I forgot all about these fellows, to be honest, and they came back to me a year later and wrote me a beautiful note and thanked me so much for, you know, I didn't charge them anything, um, thanked, thanked me so much for my advice, and they did do it. They went out and they made all these contacts and made all these friends, and they got themselves a little schedule together, and they said, you know, nobody would give them any help. Nobody would give them any advice. Everyone turned them away, and I was the only person that would. Um, and I just, I had time between meetings or something, and I got this little note on Twitter from these kids, and I thought, oh, I've got about 15 minutes. Let me see what they need. And, I mean, I don't always help everybody all the time. I can't, but I do do these, like, one-off things that mm -hmm. I don't talk about much, but I just thought it was cool to um, tell their story. That is amazing, and it's it's got to give you one heck of a good feeling down inside there. That That is awesome. That makes it all worthwhile. Let me ask you from the other side of the discussion – was the biggest stumbling block, the biggest mistake an artist can make at that point where he's he or she is looking for the next step for getting the bookings, getting a manager, an agent, or whatever. But there's one thing that a lot of the artists either lack or overlook. What would you say that is? Well, um, I think too many people will throw money at someone and be like, okay, let me give you this amount of money, whatever it is that the person is charging. And people charge all kinds of rates for all kinds of fees. And no offense to anyone out there making money because I get it. But, you know, they, they won't understand that it is their responsibility to do a lot of this groundwork. And unless you have a very knowledgeable uh, indie manager, if you're starting out, most people are just a little local act. Um, the first thing you have to do is really know your area. You have to know the venues. You have to play for free when you first start. Mm -hmm. If you have no name, you have no story, nobody knows who you are, you have to volunteer. That's the only way you get your name out. So people who want to go too fast and they just want to write a check and they want to have all these bookings because they have a manager and they have no stage experience, they have no following, it's going to go nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. You really, gotcha. it's a scientific slow build from, you know, Joe's Corner Bar or the open mic night at the uh, sing-along to, right. you know, the next step and the next step and the next step. I know I did it with David Martinez. We did the whole thing together. But, you know, it seems like there's a common thread here. I, I'm hearing something that we have heard many times. As a matter of fact, I would say probably from everyone we have talked to about this, 
somewhere along the line, the same point comes up. They don't call the music business the music business because it's all about music. It's a business, right. too, and you've got right. to know your business. Right, very much so. Just as you would open any type of small business in a town, and it requires networking, it requires advertising, all of the things, it, any business is a business. So if you're a brand new artist and no one knows who you are, the objective that you want is for people to know who you are. Then you have to come up with a plan of how you want to do that, how you're going to succeed at that. You, you need to research. Do you, help people, do you help people develop their business chops if you see the not only the musical potential in them, but possibly the ability to be a, a a good salesperson. Well, you is know, that, I've never really looked part, is, is that way. Of, I really have taught, though, all of my artists have been schooled along the way in um, concepts and PR, and although I do put their promotions out and I do different things for different artists, um, all of them have had the 101 with me. The basic analogy, I remember sitting with Lori Diamond back in the days of MySpace teaching her what is the cupcake analogy, which is a vanilla cupcake is a vanilla cupcake, but a vanilla cupcake with icing is more attractive than just the cupcake alone. And then if you're selling the cupcake and you have the icing on it and then you put some sprinkles on it and you offer a coupon with it for a free cup of coffee, that's the cupcake people are going to buy. But it's mm -hmm. all the same vanilla cupcake. It's just the way you dressed it up and presented it. So a lot of artists need to learn about presentation and how they address opportunities and how they put themselves forth as a musician. Have you ever considered writing a book or doing an online course at what you do? Actually, people have asked me this. When I was doing my speaking engagement for the Cutting Edge Music Business Conference, I was approached about the same thing. I think I have so much to give that it would really be helpful just as a, like a basic. It's like a 101, really, isn't it? Of, yeah, it is. um well, you know, when I first started, I didn't know anything, but I could tell a good song. I, w I have a really good ear, and I could listen to a lot of indies and pick out, well, that one I like, and I want to look at that one, and I want to look at that one. And that's kind of how I started picking people. But as far as knowing what I know, I went to experts in each of the elements of the field. I went to radio people, I went to local managers who had big successful artists, I went to people in media, I went to a friend of mine who got a big job at a big label as an A&R and came to me and said, thank you for all the help you've given me, now I'm going to tell you what our label requires from an artist in order to submit. So all of this knowledge I've put together is the reason that my artists are, you know, where they are doing what they are and, you know, through the years why I've gotten on these great projects and successful projects. And I can't even tell you how many projects we've done and how many artists we've worked with. And Jimmy Starr and I have worked on things together, charity things. And 
brainstorming things, and he's lovely. I know you guys know him, and he's just oh, such yeah. a good friend. I can't speak highly enough about him and all all of our friends. And, David, you know, because we're always on Twitter and all the tweets with all the good mornings. <laughs> there are yeah, so many wonderful people. That list just keeps getting longer and longer. Before we let you go, we're going to pick your brain real quick here for one last piece of advice. We're going to try to get some free advice from you. And I know yeah. hey, if we can get a little frosting, if we can get some sprinkles on the cupcake, uh, it'll work. It'll work for both of us. How would you advise a budding artist, whether it's a solo artist, an instrumentalist, a, a group, whatever? How would you advise them to go about contacting a representative such as yourself and making a good first impression? Well, uh, what I require is a cover letter, which is just a friendly, hi, we're, you know, the brand new band from whatever town, and our name is such and such, and the members are so and so, and here are their instruments, and we're interested in finding someone to help us out, and, you know, here's a sample of our work, something polite, something like that, and if they have a recording of some sort, if they have MP3s, if they have a little, everybody should have a little sampler, like a three-song sampler to start with. You don't really need a full CD, and if you can afford a small local producer, that's good. So get yourself a cover letter. Get yourself about three songs, um, original or better, unless you are a cover band, and then, you know, be very, very humble. No rock star attitude, you know. You are mm-hmm. the new kids. And whatever you can get, you can get. And, you know, just approach someone honestly, humbly, and in a very friendly, um, respectful manner. And, you know, you never know who will give you a a look-see, even me. (laughs) And to that note, how would someone contact you? I have a LinkedIn, and um, all my information is there, all my projects and everything like that. If someone wants to look through my bio and they can go right to my LinkedIn, I don't publish my email. My friends know my email. Absolutely. So uh, approach me on social media, you know, and say hello and uh, ask for contact, or you can go to my LinkedIn. I do accept over there. And what is your name on LinkedIn? Um, it is just uh, Cindy Diadimo, Lady Lake Music. Okay, I wanted to be sure to get always, that out there so they know who to look for. You can look it up through Lady Lake. If you just type in Lady Lake, you'll find me. Fantastic. Cindy, thank you so much for coming and spending time with us and going through all this stuff. I know some of it has gotten probably pretty trite to you because you go over it so many times. Really appreciate you taking the time to go into detail with us. Well, I thank you guys so much for having me back again. It's just like talking to two old friends and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you supporting me and all of my artists and projects through the years. Believe me, in addition to your support of us at the David Bowers Awards, we appreciate you as the friend that you are. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cindy. We look forward to next time. Ladies and gentlemen, Cindy DeHadamo of Lady Lake Music. And for those of you artists out there looking for a contact, you might give her a try. You've heard how to present yourself. Go to LinkedIn. Look up Lady Lake Music. You'll find Cindy. Cindy, all the best to you. We'll see you next time. And next here on the David Bowers Awards, a returning guest, Mr. Paul Nuragat, will be with us in just about three and a half or four minutes or so, right after we listen to a track from his brand new album, which is called Complex Truths. This is, I think he's talking about us, These Old People. 
few things left to say. You got books to read and plenty of songs to hear. Catch a fish and have a few more sips of beer. since he's talking about us. Let's find out. Let's have Paul come on in here. Hello, Paul. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Doing great, thanks. And uh, to just to clarify a thing, a thing or three here, uh, were you really talking about us when you uh, we sang these old people? The answer is yes, but you <laughs> along with many other people, okay? So well, listen. Let's oh. face it. Well, the, you know, old people, it's also, it's all, it's all in people's imagination. And there's a lot of people that think they're old. There's a lot of old people that don't think they're, they think they're young. And, and, uh, this song is really all about, it's the spirit of, uh, of getting everyone to, you know, kind of acknowledge that, uh, that age is just how you behave. Right. And, um, and I've, uh, been fortunate to be around guys like you 
who are who are uh, you know living the dream and enjoying life, and uh, that's what this song's really about. Well, I uh, I think I can speak for John also when I say that uh, as two people that fit the category, I won't this I won't. I won't discern whether I mean the old people or people who think they're old. But anyway, as two people who fit one of those categories and also worked in country and country rock radio for a number of years, uh, I thank you very much for the inclusion in the line of thought there. <laughs> uh, is is this track in the Complex Truths album? Yes, it's one of ten originals on the album. And it's one song, it's one theme. Uh, the Complex Truth album is all about the top ten things I believe we can do, all of us individually and collectively, to improve the quality of life in our country and beyond. And uh, the respect for old, older people and older people respecting themselves and rising up, uh, no matter how old they are, and doing things that they can do, but sometimes they've been told they can or they don't believe they can or people tell them they can't. And uh, it's really about acknowledging and recognizing the amazing pool of talent that's out there, like you two. And like myself, as you know, I started music very late in life. And I'm kind of proven to myself, but maybe to some other people as well, that it's never too late to go for something if it's in your heart. Amen to that. That's why we're here, to talk about Paul's new album. I probably should have gotten into that a little quicker than I did. But uh, his new album is Complex Truths. And the thing I like about it is that, aside from liking the music, of course, is that it actually shows a parallel between musicians and politicians. And in this case, that line is drawn very well because Paul, like a politician, goes through and talks about the problems that we face today. Unlike a politician, he also offers some solutions. With that, John Bon Jovial... I'll bring you into the conversation. Well, I tell you what, that was to the point and succinct and couldn't be any truer. Uh, Paul, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you back on. It's been entirely too long, but you're back with us. And that is really, that's fantastic. I'm really glad that you're with us today. Just to kind of touch on a point of something that you just said about, uh, you know, age being not necessarily a number, but a state of mind, uh, I understand that, and it's something that I've always tried to uh, subscribe to. I, I know that, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm still this 18-year-old idiot kid getting high with his friends and hanging out in Boston Commons. But, <laughs> you know, uh, but, but then every once in a while, I'll go to get up out of the chair and say, oh, oh, yeah, right, I'm, I'm, I'm 70-something now. Uh, I guess I shouldn't get out of the chair so quickly. Your mind thinks you're a kid, and your body says, what the heck is wrong with you, man? Exactly, exactly. But my primary question, and this is something that I try to ask of every one of our guests, is uh, what's your mindset? What What is going through your head in putting together this album of original cuts? Well, it's um, it's it's somewhat like my last album. It's it's different because it's serious. The last one was slightly serious, you might recall, and it was kind of poking holes at things. And it was silly a bit, a bit silly. Um, this isn't really intended to be silly at all, even though I try to put some fun in the music a bit. But otherwise, it's uh, more serious. But I didn't think more serious would be a good album title. So <laughs> complex truth is what it is. And what went through what's going through my head is this. Um, uh, we've got a we've got a we've got a, a world at war still. We've got wars going on in our country, out of our country. 
Uh, we've got a world that's changing rapidly, which is just the way of the world. And yet we, uh, as a species, aren't necessarily keeping, keeping up with it. And we're falling into uh, habits and such that are really, really counterproductive and, frankly, diminish the, the, the quality of life. And so this is about calling it like it is. And in all candor, if I were gone tomorrow, uh, I would want uh, to have left this as a reference point. It's not the gospel, but these are the ten things that I really deeply believe if we can get our arms around this and just make us some slight changes in each of these uh, instances of these 10 different things in the 10 different songs, um, it can make a massive effect upon our world and upon the quality of life, right? It's not how we define life, but the quality of life generally right. for people. To me, that's like the ultimate objective. I have to agree with you there. And I know our, uh, our friends at uh, the Hollywood Digest, who, uh, by the way, chose us as uh, one of the top 75 web shows in the world. We thank them very much for that honor. Eric Jarvis of the Hollywood Digest has written about you that you have obviously harbored your talents for many years, but they've been unleashed upon the world now, and many listeners will deem him an important new musical voice, especially in these troubled times. So apparently your message is hitting home there. And uh, I wanted to ask you and follow up to that. Ten of the tracks are indictments of the situations. Now, three of those tracks are originals and go on specific points. And I wanted to ask you about those three points and how you selected the three points for those tracks. You bet. So uh, I've got 20, is the truth. I've got 20, 10 made it into this album. So there's 20 things that we could talk about that would be pretty wonderful. I have a, I have a song about homelessness, okay? And it really meant a lot to me, but the, but the person I was going to do the song with couldn't quite get, get there on time, and, and I didn't want to do it without that person. So I've banked that for a future project. But anyway, 10, 10 themes came out of broad themes I think about and I study. As nerdy as that sounds, I really am interested in these subjects. I picked the ones that I, I felt, you know, had a story around them, and then were, whether it was researching or what have you, um, 10 fought their way through. Uh, to get on this album, and three of them that I believe you're referring to are, are are deeper topics. They're indictments, if you will, is how it's been sort of classified. So I am indicting, or or I am calling out uh, the political world of either party. I don't care what people's politics are. I'm not politically oriented, but I do absolutely expect that the politicians that we hire walk a straight line and act with integrity and uphold our constitution. I'll leave it at that. That's what one of the song hits on. It's not about promoting a political party. It's about mm -hmm. promoting an ideal. Okay? It's about supporting our Constitution. It's being respectful of the country I live in, even though it's imperfect. Okay? So I want to help our country. I want to be part of the solution, not the whiner and the complainer. I, I want to help make the country better. Uh, second song is about corruption. It's about this stuff that's going on in every state in the country and now worldwide. And it's this fentanyl and opiate uh, crisis that was created by corporate greed and government greed and mismanagement. And uh, it, it, I'm, I'm just calling it out. I'm calling it the way I see it. I don't care if it's, a, if it's a, an executive once upon a time that I read about as a child where, where people were losing their pensions because their funds were mismanaged by somebody. That just tore my heart out when I was a child. And, and now I think about being an adult, and I think about uh, the fentanyl, and I see the fentanyl, and I see the, uh, the trickle-down effect that is in the, in, the, in the tens of millions. And the idea that there's a family 
that initiated this, that supported it, and they've had their wrist slapped with half of their net worth taken. My message in that song is take away all they've got. Lock them up and take away all they've got. So it's a hard tone, and I realize that's really a, a bit aggressive. And I, I look forward to getting back to silly songs. But for this this particular one, I felt like I, I, I had to go with it. And then the uh, the last one is something that's, again, still still a bit a bit assertive. And it, it's the same old replay. Mm-hmm. And it's a song about, it's about war. And it's about calling out the twisted leaders in our world. And I suspect in our past, we have had some of those in our country. And uh, it's the people that initiate war that are crossing others' borders for their own gain. Mm-hmm. And we can no longer afford as a world to have that going on. And so this song calls those people out. And um, it's, it was done with uh, my, my album cover was done by an artist in the Ukraine. The video that's out there now for same old replay is about uh, there's footage in there that YouTube actually made me um, classify it as not for children. Uh, because I put things in there that were real, they're honest, and right. show somebody that's dead. I'm not showing blood and guts, but still. So anyway, these are three really deep themes, and I'm I'm coming at it hard and um, and saying the way what I think needs to be said, again without being positional about a political thing or mm-hmm. anything else. It's common sense stuff that we need as a, as a species, let alone the community and individually. It's a, it's a message that needs to be heard, needs to be heeded. And uh, I think this is an excellent album that belongs in virtually everyone's collection. It's something that we all need to hear. And you've definitely taken your time getting to this point. Now, you've spent, what, 30 years in business consulting, writing books, of course, raising your family. And if I've got this right, you bought your first guitar at age 60? Yeah, so just a little over three years ago. And I, I, I'd strummed on a ukulele for a couple of years, thanks to my mm-hmm. wife kind of prodding me to try it. And then I started buying guitars and started just kind of fumbling with them. And then I realized I didn't really like sing, having to sing everybody else's music and feeling like I was comparing with them. And I had things I wanted to say. So then I started writing songs. And now I'm, I'm working with other musicians that have vastly more talent than I do in, with their specialization. And so this music that you hear, because I want the songs, the messages to not only be great, but I want I want the music to be awesome, and so there's a real variety of music on this album as well. Yes, there um, is. Thanks to the talent again that I'm I'm fortunate to work with. Let and me jump let me jump back in here for just a moment, do if, it. If, if I may. How do you get with people that may not necessarily subscribe to your outlook on the way the country should be run? You know, you've got two sides of the aisle. It's too bad you don't have more sides that have a voice, but the two main sides, one side may be more prone to accepting your point of view, while another side might say, well, it's just nothing but balderdash. I'm being kind. There's another right. word, There's another word, but, you know, this, this, <laughs> this is a family right. show after all. So how, how, yeah. how do you get around that? How do you attempt to do that? Well, for one, I'm, I'm using music as a, as a, as a messaging tool. Um, again, without promoting one thing or the other, I'm promoting I'm promoting common sense, and I would I would share this with you that there's people at the far right, and there's people at the far left. If we could just kind of classify some folks generally that way, those are folks we're never going to win over. These are people that have radical ideologies, they have radical mindsets, and you know what? Um, okay, but they're taking too much of our time as a society, and I'm I, we really need we need. Uh, dissension and we need conflict 
in our country, in any organization, because there's an old saying that when two when two people always agree, one of them is unnecessary in an organization. <laughs> and so it's important to have different views. You and John, Dave and John, have, have different views, but together you guys uh, really do something awesome. And so I, I foster that with everybody I work with. And if they can't live, if they can't work within that uh, foundation, with the idea that again, I'm not, I'm not beating a beating a Bible, I'm not beating a drum on a political party, and I'm not, I'm not even beating a drum on any particular thing except, you know, for the, for what we know is is fundamentally right. And anybody that doesn't want to participate, if you will, um, well, to help with them, that's okay. Go 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 somewhere else. That's okay. Right now, there's there's more people that agree on things than than there is known. And what we've what happened is there's been this really massive thing that's happened, a massive divide that's happened because of inflammatory people and practices that has put everybody on the defensive. And we got to get away from that. We need we need people on both sides of the aisle, if you will, mm-hmm. and maybe a third and a fourth party, if you will. But um, we need that sort of different views and conflict that's very healthy in an organization and a country. And that's the way our country was designed. But when it gets crazy wild out there and all of a sudden there people are missing this or they're abusing that sort of stuff then we're we're getting people that are um frankly the tail is wagging the dog well the fine right. art the fine art the of compromise has been lost that's right the, yeah. the thing that strikes me is yes i agree with the with the different thoughts mindset and and virtually everything you just said the problem as i see it is because too many of these different sides, whether there's two, four, 16, or whatever, too many of them don't want to just inject their opinion, their ideas, their perspective. They want it their way. And we sometimes kind of forget that, you know, it doesn't have to be our way all the time. The idea is to make it right for everyone. That's been a supreme challenge for, I guess, as long as man has existed. We're running really short of time, Paul. I do want to congratulate you. After three decades of working for a living, you decided to go into music, and in three years or less, you've got three albums and an EP, and from what you've told us, you've got the material for a follow-up part two to uh, Complex Truth. So we're definitely looking forward to your next move. And before we let you go, we've got a minute or so for you to tell the folks how they can find you online, how they can communicate with you, and of course, as we always express, get your music. Uh, thank you for that opportunity. I think a very good starting point that makes it very simple for listeners is www.paulfromportland.com. Paulfromportland.com. That gets people to, to me, there's a contact form on the site, and that's one idea. The other is uh, my, you'll find my name there, and, and you can connect with me through Instagram or something like that. My stuff's on all the major platforms, and uh, I encourage you to go out and just, maybe you just search for Complex Truths or you search for my name, and I, I welcome that. And uh, I see my, my future being uh, um, David and Jonna, that I, I, I not only want to record this music and create good music, but I want to also write for others. So I'm, I'm also going to open myself up to performers who have an established base, but they want they want my mind at the table mm-hmm. uh, to help deliver to them the words that maybe they can do their magic on musically. I have uh, about a hundred songs right now that are written, and they need somebody to take them forward, and I can't do it all myself. So I'll I'll do an album here and an album there, and I'm very excited about that. But I, I look forward to writing for other people as well. 
And I think from what we've heard that there are many artists out there who would definitely love to get some of your material to work with. I think we can look forward to hearing not only more from you, but more of your music from other artists, and we definitely look forward to that. We also look forward to hearing from you in the future. As we told you before, you're part of the family now, so do keep in touch with us. We look forward to next time. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Paul Nirigat. You know him as Paul from Portland, which is a lot easier to spell. And just released November 1st, here is the title track of his newest album, Complex Truths.
up their sleeve. That's when you learn one of the complex truths. Well, kiss my grits if that ain't a change from the first tune of his. But the, the thought is still there. It's all about the truths, and that can get kind of complex. We want to thank Paul Nurgett for coming back with us again. And also, of course, Cindy from Lady Lake for Rockstar 101, talking about how to be successful in the music business in this day and age. But unfortunately, John Bon Jovial, I think once again, it's time for you to take us home. Yes, indeed, David. And again, everybody, thank you for spending the hour with us. As always, we really are grateful for your presence each and every week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services as well, by the way. On Anchor FM, you can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and their music by clicking the link at the end of this episode and, of course, each and every episode of the David Bowers Awards. Make a donation. We'd really appreciate it if you'd consider doing that. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio, and that airs at noon Eastern on Saturday and, of course, on Blog Talk Radio, our home platform, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week for the David Bowers and Hopalong Sarcassity, although, you know, this guy never shows up to do his job. I don't know why he doesn't. And everybody else here at the Radio Ranch, I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial, saying be good to each other, love each other, and we will see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.